dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is Ludacris. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 teams. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court. We're ready to go. We back in the building. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 172. Damn. A lot of them, man. It's a lot of work. A lot of them. Hey, man, if you got a long-ass drive. (laughs) Anywhere. (laughs) To anywhere. Rock out with your boys, man. What's up, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Another another week. Another day in the life, you know? Just out here trying to get it done. How was the week? It was cool, man. Steady. Just a steady week. Just getting things done. Um, Had to do uh, some stuff at work. We got some big dates coming up. And uh, just getting some things ready for some things at work. So, uh, had to do that. Um, Concert. Got got to let my uh, uh, sister-in-law take uh, some time off from babysitting my kids. <laughs> got got her a chance to go out with with a coworker. They got to go out to Cincinnati and uh, see the Cincy R and B Fest yeah. with uh, H Town and Tevin Campbell and One Twelve. Silk was on there. Yeah. Silk killed it. Did they? They, they killed it. Yeah. They was the best, hands down. Dope, dope. Hands down. Uh, I like I said, I went to the show, but uh. So Jagged Edge and 112 performed together. How was that? Like, what was that about? Like, what is it like they did their own songs, but then they were singing each other's songs together? It was, yeah, they was kind of like uh, 112 come out, do like two. Jagged Edge come out, do two. Uh, then they do like, kind of like a song together. Mm-hmm. And whoever just came on stage to sing back up, they'll do like two. It was like a potluck of R&B? Yeah, they just kept, <laughs> they kept rotating or whatever. <laughs> And uh, I will say this about 112. If you last time you probably saw 112 was on the Bad Boy reunion show, right? Correct. And the original team was there, right? All four. Correct. Not so much anymore. It's just uh, Slim and Mike now. Just, <laughs> just Slim and Mike and two randos, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I did see a video. It was a light skinned nigga on the right side that was dancing. I'm like, I don't remember him. Two randos, <laughs> two randos without mics, nigga. For real? Yeah, two mm. randos that's just dancing. Wow. And so, like, I knew that they broke up or whatever after the Bad Boy reunion tour. They had a reunion tour. They dropped an album that was pretty dope. If you haven't heard the Lewis One Twelve album, so. But then I noticed like they started doing shows. It was just Slim and Mike or whatever, yeah. and I'm like, oh well, something must have happened. So found out the group broke up again, but they're continued to tour as one twelve. So they got these two randos. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these randos doing backup singing? No, they just dancing. But not dancing. I see you yeah. looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> like not dancing in the background where you're supposed to be. You dancing in the foreground like, like you really in the group. Yeah. You're not in the group, bro. Damn, that's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Remember it's like heavy, check, though, I guess. heavy D and the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 112 yeah. and the randos. <laughs> 112 <laughs> and the randos, man. Get them niggas up out of here, bro. That's they, crazy. They're not, they're not supposed to be on stage. No offense. <laughs> no offense. But we got guests in the building. Definitely, man. We got the good homie, man. This is a, what, third 
second, third, somewhere second around there. Third, yeah, somewhere, somewhere around man. there. The good homie Flam, man. What's up, man? Man, I'm tired and kind of still high from last night. <laughs> Clap that up. That's how it's supposed to be Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some days I wake up in the morning and I be like, something's wrong with me. Bro. I don't <laughs> understand. But what is it? Yeah. Then I be like, you st- you just woke up high. That's what's still wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, yeah. My baby girl is sick, man. We had to take her to the urgent care last night. Yikes. And they think she got, like, borderline pneumonia. Oh, no. So she uh, came home. We got to get her medicine and stuff. And uh, she's, like, really coughing, coughing. So me, being the dad I am, I I put her in the bed with us for a second. But I'm sleeping, like, 20-minute cycles. You know, like, Mm -hmm. doze off, hear a coughing spat, wake up. Like, she's straight. Okay. So terrible sleep. Got I said screw it. About 5 o'clock, I just rolled up. Just did, did something yeah, else, yeah. so hey, I really didn't get too much sleep. So that's how Sundays are at my house. It seemed like though. Uh, so, so, so tell us about what's going on with you, man. You got new music, new projects. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I got new music. I got um, I just put out an album called uh, Just My Thoughts. Dope. We put that out. Um, man, what was the what was the day we put that out? October twenty fifth. We got like eighteen thousand streams on Spotify so far. Nice. I can't see the Apple Music and title and everything else, but uh, first week we did 10,000 streams. Um, we got two videos out, two singles out right now, Dumbass and the intro. Yeah. I produced 10 of the 15 songs on the album. Nice. Um, Directing the videos, pretty much just hands-on right. with the whole process this time. Captain I the recorded ship. the whole album at home. Um, Just kind of getting more into electric equipment like you guys. You nice. feel me? And now we doing the release party November 30th at Jimmy's Ladder 11, Flamborghini and Friends. I got like 11 guest performers. Peter Prophet, Sleeko got bars, Dirty Dan, D-Night, Nero, um, Shy-Fi. A lot of, a lot of people I'm kind of too high to remember right now. <laughs> but um, we definitely putting some things together, man. We got a video shoot today at noon at the uh, arcade on East 3rd Street. Nice. So... What I noticed about you, man, you get your way into buildings that people would say we're not welcome to. Quotation marks. I was wondering if anybody noticed that. For sure. For sure. I mean, I wouldn't act like I'm in the mix all like that. I wouldn't perp to say that, but I do notice certain things. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of... for me, it's kind of obvious to, to notice, like, yeah, like yeah. where where you perform and where other people perform. It's no diss to anybody else. How do you finagle your way into these situations? Just ask. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, like sometimes I, I'm smart enough to know, like if I want to ask somebody something, I just send him to do it, cause mm-hmm. he's gonna talk to him not like a rapper or not like a black person. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Sometimes I, I, you know, I know how to talk. How I know how to talk, I can speak well and professionally, and and, and you know, ex- you know, articulate things in a certain kind of way for a certain kind of environment. Right. But with a manager. Sometimes you just look more credible for having representation. Mm-hmm. Let you know them what I'm manage. Saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's I I just don't want to be. I understand that if you only have one color fan, you're probably not gonna make it. So the West Side is all one color. Mm-hmm. The venues are all one color. They're scared of what hip hop can bring to the establishment because of the history of what they already done brought. Mm-hmm. So I try to go where it's a fresh start, so I don't gotta pay for the bullshit anybody else already did. Yeah, because they they be on you because of what they think you gonna do, and you ain't even gonna do that shit. You feel me? So mm-hmm. going where I go and being the first person, 
I'd rather be the first person to have a hard time getting people in there than be the 50th person and have a hard time getting in there because of what everybody else done already did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how many tracks was on this new project? 15. 15, you said. And you said you produced 10 of them. What was it like getting into the... You said getting into the electronic things and getting into that. What well, what is that process like for the for the artist to take take that? It's next hard, step? bro, because we're not used to being in, in. We're not responsible for that shit normally. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. shouts out to Dre Manuel. That's still my engineer, but like I will record with him by the hour. And I just kind of thought business wise, I told my manager like, yo, I think we'll save money if we didn't record. We'll save money, and I'll get more, you know, sonic freedom if I record it at my own rate, right. opposed to paying, and then writing music at home and then it's stale by the time I go to the studio. Right, But right. you don't have time or you can't afford to just freelance and make up stuff on the spot. So with, with I, I record, I started recording maybe in April with my own, with my own equipment. And by maybe July or August, my shit crashed. Damn. And I'm talking about like, I was worthless, bro. Like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like, I went from being able to make a beat or music whenever I wanted to. And then, like, right before I got my own equipment, like, earlier in the year, I was thinking about giving this shit up. Like, I kind of got into making beats and, and the other things I do outside of rapping and intensified that kind of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do when this shit don't work. Yeah. So before it don't work, I'm going to just stop and nobody won't notice it. I'll just venture off into this. So I've voluntarily planned to give, give it a break or just stop for a while. But when I got this taken from me, it was like, you thought about not doing this on your own? Like, you was going to kill yourself? Right. Like, you really was going to do that? Like, right. I'm talking about, bro, like, losing my my laptop, bro, I realized, like, damn, you don't pay attention to your girl like that. Like, damn. <laughs> bro, I lost my laptop, bro. My girl's 10 or 15-year reunion came up. Mm-hmm. She bad as bad going to the reunion. I'm like, damn. I'm <laughs> down in the dumps because my laptop crashed and shit. So then she going to have fun. I'm sitting in the house with nothing. And I told her like a month before that, like, oh, I don't want to go to that. I'm working on the album. Mm-hmm. I can't work on nothing. I don't have no computer. You feel me? So just learning the 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 importance of filing things yeah, and, yeah. and having backup drives and having backup iCloud email and just all these things that rappers don't have to do or deal with because we always call somebody and be like, yo, I need the show set for so-and-so. Yeah. Or I need you to uh do the clean version for something. I can't call nobody and tell them to do none of this shit now. So if my if, if it go wrong on my end, it's wrong on his end. Yeah. That's what so, I was going to say when you said, like, my shit crashed. That, that just puts anybody that ever had that shit happen yeah, to yeah, them your, into your skin a... Crawl. Yeah, you put you, you into a, a space. Yeah, man. I'm I've talking been, about... Uh, 11, 12 years in the DJ game, and probably seven years ago, my uh, laptop crashed. Yeah. And I didn't have no backup, nothing. So, uh, fortunately, I have good friends. You, you wipe that, your tears off? Yeah, that Now, the thing backup. about me is I didn't lose anything. Okay. I lucked up with that. Good. But good. I I had to sit for a few days before I knew if I lost anything. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you just sitting there on the deathbed like God. Waiting for the this, phone call. I, is yeah, the blade yeah. go chop me in half or are you gonna let me get up and walk away from this and yeah. start all over again? Yeah. So how are you learning to get into this? Are you YouTubing? Are you bu- booking it? Like what are you doing to get into this next level of uh, artistry? Because uh, production is an art, man. I really um I do a lot of different type of learning situation things like i watch a lot mm-hmm. like i just listen to music and try to emulate things i um i talk to people because i've been doing i've been rapping for so long i know so many people that produce that i just never considered doing this to where now i can have conversations with people 
Like me and JR were supposed to link up yesterday and do some stuff. And some of the producer friends I got, bro, they be really like they don't. It make me feel good as a compliment that they be like, bro, I can't believe you know how to do this shit. Like, because yeah. when I first started, some of my producer friends would laugh at me. <laughs> Like, not even in a way of, like, this is terrible, but it was, like, you really think you could do this? Like, yeah. one of my dudes was, like, man, you, I'm, like, man, I'm getting frustrated, man. I'm I'm trying to sell beats, bro. Nobody not buying my shit. He, like, bro, you really think you just gonna start making beats and sell them tomorrow? Like, right. it don't work like that. Like, and I'm, like, all right. So, once I got comfortable in the fact of knowing that things don't just sell that quick, I kind of only made beats for me. And I, it's crazy that a lot of the beats on this album, people passed on them. Like, I sent them to them for them to shop. There were little packs for them to go through. They like, yeah, I don't really like that. Now they like, oh, man, I need to get back with you and go do some more. I'm busy now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. You feel me? Right, right. Be like Swiss. My beats come with a hook. Hell you yeah. got to sell the whole concept <laughs> to them. Yeah. But I want to rewind a little bit, man. You talked about giving up the rap game or actually rapping. Yeah. What sparked that? Um... You get to a point where you just wonder, like, when am I going to get looked at how I feel like I really am? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really feel like dating is a place that can fully understand what I am. For real. I mean, they they understand I could rap, but they don't understand that, like, I do all my graphic design on my cell phone. Like, I record my own self. I make my own beats. I throw my own shit. Like, I don't really think people, like, when I say I wonder if anybody noticed that, I used to be kind of like worried, like, man, I wonder. If now it's like I just understand that nobody knows this because if they did, they would be taking the initiative that I'm taking. Mm -hmm. Like I said in a, in a verse, I said, uh, wouldn't book me. I threw a show and then a hundred after took initiative while niggas waited on it. They could have learned a lesson, but they hated on me. <laughs> if really, if, who's booking who? If I was waiting on these dating promoters to book me, bro, I would never be hot because I couldn't, I wouldn't be consistently in motion. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. If I want to be hot, I want to be hotter than what they give me a chance to be. So I got to do what they ain't even doing for artists for myself. And if that means that I can give other people opportunities to give, you know, presenting in platforms, and I don't understand, like, like I said, these these venues, I get them by just asking. It'd be guys that come in the venue, perform, and be like, "Man, this is dope. I never been here before." Rap and leave. Why they leaving? No, I'm saying like you. At the end of the night, you supposed oh, to leave. Oh, okay. I but thought you like, meant they do they set and they Who bounce. did you talk to to yeah. try to get this on your own? Yeah, who did you? Network it ain't with? impossible. It ain't no glass ceiling between me and you. You could do the same shit I'm doing. You just don't. Yeah. You go back home and wait for somebody to call you back. I did a show at Ladder Eleven this time last year. We did nostalgia. Half the lineup left before they performed. I got mad competitively, and I did an album before them same guys got another show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... And I made all the beats. So I made... I self-produced a whole album before you got called again. And yeah. you still just sat there and waited for somebody to call you. I've always said that, like, dating... I would have loved to see, like, the funk era of dating. Like, being an adult in that time and space to see, like, how... Music was really getting done in the city. It was really moving around. People was coming to record in studios right on Salem, right on, you know, wherever. Yeah, man. It's and, and it just, like, I would love to see that energy now. But like you say, dating to <clears> some, <throat> something. What I always say is, like, big cities have, you know, 
They got money. Mm-hmm. They got investments. They got people that ain't scared to make moves or to shake up a, a, a block, you know, or, or I'm going to do my own thing over here. You know, in Dayton, it's, it's kind of po- real political, real. Let me find out if that's okay from from this five committees first. It's hard first, to industrialize you know? yeah. a city before this. There's it, no industries in cities that aren't industrialized. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we in Dayton and we, we, we're the kind of people where it's like, if an artist come, a big name artist come to Dayton, every rapper looks at that as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. When, when you really ask yourself, does this person's demographic connect with your music? If you don't know whether that's a yes or a no or not, don't be surprised if that crowd boos you to get to the headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every every opportunity is not an opportunity. Right. But when you're from a, a place in, with that diet, this dying need for opportunity, they fighting over shit that ain't even for them. Mm-hmm. You go to Dayton or you go to these clubs and people rapping Dayton and it's like a, it's a competition so much with the testosterone of rappers that people really don't want to react to how good you are. You go to Columbus, like I went to Columbus, bro, and, and it's such an opportunity up there that I'm 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 running up on y'all and I'm snatching this shit from y'all. I don't want to be. I don't. I'm, and they still nice to me, and I'm taking their food, but it's so much food I'm not taking their food. Yeah, they come up with me, hey man, what's your Instagram? It's not a threat. Yeah, cause they already cool. We down here kicking each other in the nuts for rich crackers. What do you think the problem is then? Basketball players aren't what make up the NBA. You got executives, general managers, uh, scout team, training. Who? What media do they have? For rap, everybody involved in rap raps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rappers, I really want y'all to hear this. Stop tagging me in y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's don't tag McDonald's. <laughs> I don't care. Like if I care, I don't gotta get tagged. Yeah. <laughs> I just did twenty thousand streams. I didn't tag no fucking body. Why y'all keep tagging me, bro? <laughs> you tag fifteen people. 13 of them rap. Where are you going? Yeah. When, when I get 100 likes, if 80 of them rappers on, I feel like I'm doing nothing. They ain't fans. <laughs> yeah. Other niggas that make hamburgers know about the niggas that make hamburgers. Right. What about the people that eat hamburgers? Do they know you? Because if they ain't eating your hamburgers, my nigga, you can't be doing that good. <laughs> Why are you asking me to help you flip your hamburgers and you know I got some on the grill, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not burning my fucking hamburgers for your hamburgers, <laughs> and I'm not like these. I don't, I don't know. But these are t- the type things that's such an easy, small problem. If you don't know this, I know you don't know this. Yeah. If you tagging rappers to share your music, what? No wonder why you go to shows that you can get your own night and don't ask for it. You want help, right? You want help where you're supposed to do it. That's what that's everybody's problem, bro. Everybody, if I got a show called Flamborghini and Friends, if you're not my friend, why would you ask me to get on this show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't put myself in position for people to tell me no, bro. I already know what they ain't gonna let me do. So I just build what they gonna tell me no. You gonna tell me no before I even ask you, I know you're gonna tell me no, so I'll just build it. Don't worry about it. Everything they wouldn't let me do, I just built it. Yeah. I made this jacket at, at home. Two years ago, 
we're not gonna talk about the people that's doing it now with product with sponsorship from day public schools and they in videos touching my jacket like this and they doing it now it's a known brand in the city though just still in like people steal my shit all the time you see the sports center cover then you see another cover with a guy with his head on a basketball player's body well nobody wasn't rapping about basketball till I like but I don't never talk about this shit we'll talk about it now yeah it's not it's not something to go too far into because I don't like seeming too bother or too too um just I don't, I don't I don't I don't like seeming like I'm I'm stagnated by what people do to me Starlito said the same power I have to make something happen is the same power I have to keep something from happening so it's always my fault I don't go around blaming niggas for shit bro like you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, if you a cool nigga and you inspirational and influential, they're going to copy off you. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get mad at God for making you cooler than everybody else? It's come, it come with the game. So if if I, if, why why burn relationships up broadcasting what everybody see? If you see it and you're smart enough to decode it, that's what's up. But if you don't, I'm going this way. I ain't got no lateral movement to be shining a light on niggas. Yeah. I ain't shining a light on no thief. Bro. Like that's that's helping him be more in the know. But with, with that, but with that said about you know what I'm saying, if people are stealing your style, whatever the case may be, you do have friends because you have the show. Yeah. So in that case, where does that differ? Like, what's the difference between? All the all the people I have on this show, and it's the thing. Some of them not even my friends because I just met them. But I just I'm not I don't, I'm not too good to respect what people do. I understand that. I I try to give people what nobody didn't give me, bro. Like I had to figure all of this out by myself. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this since I was 16, 17 years old, riding the bus to the studio when I'm supposed to be at home getting ready for school in the morning. Like nobody nobody held my hand with this shit. My dad was in jail. He found out I know how to rap, but then he went to jail. So it's like the only person that could have gave me some kind of game for is, nah, I don't do this, do that, or do that. Outside of a person like him, bro, everybody else that tried to give me any kind of game, they tried to beat me to give it to me. Oh, he, I'm going to help you know this, but I know you don't know this, so I'm going to really finesse you with this. I'm going to get something out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like now, bro, like out of being deserted, I've learned how to do all these things because nobody wouldn't do it for me because they left me. But now that I've, I'm in the position I'm in with the album and making beats and graphic design and record myself, everybody want to be my friend. Everybody wants to work with me. And my question is, what the fuck do you want? Because my, my trust issues are ridiculous at this point. Everybody left me. So why would I believe somebody want to be around me? That's why I condition myself to be able to do everything because if I want to be a rapper... Like my saying is, why, why, why be late for a nigga that ain't coming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like niggas don't even want to make it for real, bro. Like, like they not serious about this shit. What you mean by that? Like, if they don't make it, they not gonna die. I'm gonna die. You feel me? Like, bro, I could have been, I could have went to Ohio State for free in the sixth grade off of being smart, and I fucked that off to do this. And my mom and my grandma has passed away, and I've been trying to do this to make up for that this whole time. Like, y'all, I know I could have been amazing, but I really think I'm amazing at this. So if y'all just hold on tight, I'm going to make it right. And I didn't. 
So with these niggas, it's like, uh, I'm selling dope while I'm doing this anyway. So if this don't work, then I'm already a, a street. They don't care about this for real. And that waters down the integrity of it for everybody else. bro. They're not putting their whole being into this. This is some fuck around shit for these guys. Trying to get a hot summer. Yeah. You could really, when Madden and 2K come out, everybody stops working. <laughs> I don't fucking play video games. About Making to beat that my- cover too. <laughs> Up the seam routes, baby. Right. That it's- linebacker can't get to both dudes, yeah. baby. Yeah. Right. It's a serious thing with these video games, bro. Like, when I saw my dude spending real money to have video game money, I said, bro, this shit is crazy. Mm. He like, yeah, Grand Theft, you only have five million at a time, and you, you spend this much, you get. I'm like, were you buying money with your real money? <laughs> Virtual currency. You got 15 tracks on here, man. I see. I, I, I have heard dumbass, dope track. I've heard changes. Well, what's a what's a what's a, what's a favorite on here for the people to you know dig into? You got a favorite? The intro. Intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a different intro that we was going with for the for the project. My manager loved it. I thought it was dope. But Sleeko was like, I don't know about this, bro. Like, this don't, it feel kind of dated. Like, it's it's a it's a dope sample, but it don't feel old enough. Because I had sampled some, a Jeezy song to mm-hmm. do for the intro. So I went back in, and I'm like, man, I had two days, like, to make the beat and do the song over again. And then I did that. Dope. So it was like, I always think about how people always say, like, the last song on the album is most important. And the, the one that fills the whole void of what's left to do. And that was definitely it. That feels that changed the way I make music now. I, I I always I don't I don't do it on purpose, but I'm just true to how I feel and what I'm going through at the time. So if I'm depressed, I'm, I make vividly depressed music. Mm-hmm. But that was happy. I never really did that before. So since then, I've been listening to Larry June every day, and I'm just back at the drawing board off him. Like image image wise, I ain't never saw nobody have it figured out like him. He really got it figured out. Y'all listen to him at all? My barber got hit, me hip to him. Yeah. And that's the thing about him is that everybody that listens to him can't wait to get somebody else to listen to him. That's a that's a real fan. That's a, yeah. And that's what I'm saying about tagging rappers. We're never going to do that. Right. I'm not telling another <laughs> nigga about you, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him about me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to, but to be fair, you, uh, you share D-Knight's post. I sh- sharing and tagging. He didn't tag me. <laughs> Don't force feed me anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause it's. I know Killer can relate to that. Oh, I was just thinking like, <laughs> bro, if like, you doing y'all, if y'all doing y'all show and y'all phone is vibrating for something you didn't ask to be a part of, yeah, it's fucking with your job, bro. Right. No, yeah. I've always said like when I'm DJing, like, like I have no problem listening to nobody music, but you're not gonna tell me play this shit right now, bro. Like I'm working. And that's what I feel like they telling me. Like, yeah. like play play me right now. Check me out right now. But then it be in the manner of like, I'm, 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 they act like they jumping, but at the same time, it's like, it's like they tap you to be like, look at, look at what I got. Go-. Yeah. yeah. Why you fucking have to tap me in? <laughs> it's an 18 person, 18 person group chat. If this you, ain't like the world's watching this shit. And if you really moving like you're supposed to, I'm going to see it. And if I if I choose to share it, choose to like it. I want organic. I want organic. Yeah, like, for sure. Even, even and people don't even understand with Facebook, like with the way you could scroll down and the videos just start playing by itself. Them ain't real plays, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a hell like of a just algorithm that's going on. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Bro, when I put my video on Facebook, like if I put a real video upload on Facebook and it get 10,000, how do it look if I got 200 on YouTube and 10 subscribers? Yeah. Yeah. How do you monetize Facebook views? You can't. Can't. So who? what is that other than clout chasing? How you feel about Instagram getting rid of the likes as an artist? It don't, I don't, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care, but I feel like I know it does matter to certain people. It don't really matter to me. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a numbers person. Like yeah. I'm not going, your numbers ain't more important than your talent to me. So your numbers might make me check you out, but your talent is what's going to make me keep checking you out. Yeah, right. So the numbers don't never really, I understand that that's just a, a way of the new age with the algorithms and things like yeah, the '90s and shit didn't used to be like this, bro. Right, not at all. Like when MySpace had the top eight, like it wasn't going through these things. <laughs> right, it was just for real. Well, anytime something can be monetized, the people in charge of it figure out a way to get their cut. Like for the sure. old school days with uh, YouTube. Like I'm a big sneakerhead. I used to watch the sneaker YouTubers or video game YouTubers, everything like that. They was making money hand over fist. Facts. Then. <laughs> YouTube changed the algorithm because you know what? Hey, man, we need our cut from these advertisers and we giving it to y'all. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that's happening with Instagram. Like, yo, these people, are, uh, all these Instagram models and uh, influencers or mm-hmm. with fashion over and whatever the case may be, they getting a check because I got this many followers. I get this many likes per post. Yeah. They getting a check for that. And Instagram is like saying, no, nah, we're going to need our cut before you get your cut. Mm-hmm. You can get your cut, but we need ours. Because you got it off us. Yeah, yeah. facts. So ours you know is going to be much greater than yours. Yeah, you're using <laughs> our platform to promote yourself, which is fine, because that's going to bring in more people, yeah. but we need our cut, and they hide behind the mental health situation. We don't want people to be all concerned with likes. Well, yeah. that's what society is exactly. nowadays. Exactly. Like, right. I was going to ask what y'all think about the term influencer, but how do you how do you control people's Self, I mean, mental health. If people want, if people feel less than for not being influenced, yeah, yeah. I, I think for me having three daughters and two of them being preteens, like yeah. I'm trying to teach them that you can be an influencer if you choose to be, but like you got to figure out what that means, what what the work come with that, how how, how the person got there. How contradictive you, is it that these days it's so contagious to be a follower, but everybody want to be an influencer, right? Man, right. That's what I'm That's saying. That's crazy shit when you really think about it, bro. Like my stepdaughter go to cyber. She in the eighth grade. All kids have iPhones to the point where she said a girl at her school don't have an iPhone, but she said, "Yeah, I had the new iPhone, but I broke it over the weekend." <laughs> That's sad, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like they making up stories about having things that they want that they don't got. Just but to- that to be fair, that is no different from kids lying about Jordans back in the day. Like, I, yeah, I, I got J's, but my mom don't let me wear them to school. I damn sure said I had a starter jacket when my boy just had four and let me borrow one. And you know what's crazy, you know what bro? <laughs> my dad was in the streets my whole life, so I always had all the shit that everybody wanted before I even wanted it. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the Jordan thing. Talking to the mic for me, boss. The Jordan thing, bro. Like, imagine being a kid that can get the Jordans. Like, that's the hard part. Yeah. It's getting your parent to say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you get to the store and they don't have no more. Drop that one twenty. 
Bro, that would I wouldn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in college, my dudes, we go to McDonald's. He said, I want a double, a double cheeseburger and two apple pies. They said, We don't have no more apple pies. He said, What you mean you McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> we told a little kid they don't got no more Jordans. It's like, what you mean? You're the mall. Right. <laughs> you like, son, they don't have no more. I'm like, bro, we rode everywhere to get the bridge. I never had my my foot in a pair of patent leather Jordans. Ever. Well, guess what? They come out December 14th. I'm over it. I'm not. I'm hanging on to this childhood forever. I'm a, my childhood was about my childhood was about being on crack all the time. Mm. It wasn't about getting one pair of Jordans and then like, bro, I would call my dad like, "Yo, the next ones are coming." I know the order of the colors to this day. It used to be the black, the white and black, the white and red, the blue and white, the black and white, the black and red. In that order, mm. I've been cleaning my shoes with a toothbrush since fourth grade, ironing my own clothes since fourth grade. Polo, Tommy, Levi's, Jordans. Sometimes I get the Jordans in the tissue paper from the box because my dad was fucking the bitches in the shoe store <laughs> a week before the shoes come out. So it's like, I felt that feeling of, bro, they, like, they watching me for what I'm going to come to school. Mm-hmm. And then you don't got them no more, and now everybody else got them. Yeah. And that shit felt tragic, bro. Like, yeah. to to go from being the, I'm, I always got them. I don't even have to want them. Yeah. Once I got off drugs, I don't do drugs no more. Bro. Yeah. I don't want Jordans no more. I had, I I was supposed to get the Concords last year. I had two brats in my pocket. I'm like, nah, I don't want them. I told myself, this is what I this is my psyche. I ain't paying two fifty to look like everybody else. For sure. Yeah. Cause you know good and goddamn well. If you don't want to look like everybody else when you buy a pair of Jordans, you gotta hold them for four months. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So how many more you got to buy? In one to rock, one to stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to one of these clubs on a Saturday night, it'd be thirty-five pair of shoes, same shoes, right next to each other on the mm-hmm. ground. I remember the. Uh, I'm not a shoe dude at all, but I remember my homeboy when the white and red ones came out, and like after about like two months, I, I was always checking for him. I hadn't seen him on his feet yet, yeah. so I, I put in my two cents. Like you know, I'm with the trial bro. Let me let me let me highlight them white and red ones. You ain't gonna rock them. He like, bro, I'm wearing them next year, bro. Like, <laughs> like, and, like that's how you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. So that think of how far invested you gotta be in that to be actually competing with a real sneakerhead. Right. I'm only in it for certain pairs. Like you a sneakerhead, bro? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I'm only in it for certain. So pairs. what does that mean? I already got everything else. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. I got, I'm only in it for the shit that I'm like head over heels exotics. for. Like, yo, them like I was trying like a motherfucker to get them Travis Scott six. I was trying like a, I wanted them motherfuckers Bruh. bad. You on your BJ Tucker see, shit. Yeah, but see the difference and is hooping them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he got the bread. Right. He got but, the bread. But see the difference is if I would have won the Travis Scott sixes. You'd have raffled them. I would, I mean, I would, I would have sold yeah, them because they go for like ten thousand. Yeah, like there's there's no way you can justify paying two hundred dollars and keeping something that's worth a thousand bucks. You have that, to sell it. It's you too can't, much. It's you, too much. You, you, can, you can't be that dumb and right. blind to the fact that like man, it's just it's just rubber and glue. To, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not, and I've died way back on my sneaker purchases. Who your favorite sneakerhead? Um, shit. Honestly, my brother. Okay. Because he, 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 he got the, you into it. Got me into it. He's the one that bought me my first pair of J's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like he was working at uh, Long John Silver when yeah. he was in high school. You know what I'm saying? He a real, that's a real nigga. Bought his brother some J's while he had a job in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, you, Moms was That's not, how you know you was really hanging because he made sure you looked like him. Yeah. yeah. What Moms <laughs> was not, like, look, you can get some of these quality Reebok classes. I can get you the, uh, 
the um the Nike flights. Yeah. <laughs> These is 80. We can work with that. We're mm. not going over 90 bucks. Yeah. But when I broke out with them Jays for the first time, <laughs> it, that feeling. Yeah. That feeling like, no, I didn't have any. My first pair of Jays, I probably, it was probably like the sixes maybe. Mm-hmm. But then you know you got you know you finally get your money of your own yeah. and you want to relive like man I ain't had these yeah, when I was my, a kid. Hey man, right. my cousin, my cousin, I'm talking about he, he don't even have to say he's buying the Jordans. Like he ain't that kind of like oh I'm getting them tomorrow. Like he he always man I had the Pro Wing five thousands when I was a little. I'm I'm getting Jordans now. <laughs> yeah, man. and he get them every single goddamn time. And man. I was talking to these young guys at uh I was at work yesterday at Hibbert Sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know this conversation always comes up. Younger cats always say we talking hoops. Bron the goat. Bron the goat. And I always clap you was, back. You was not even alive. Yeah. When the goat was chewing his grass, so you need to just <laughs> sit back and relax. And I kill him with the, what you got on your feet. Facts. He had on the threes. What you got on your feet? He had on the fours. What you got on your back? He had a Jordan jersey on. I was like, that right there. Skip everything else. Skip the six But you did not know enough about Jordan to say LeBron's the goat. Why you got all this shit on you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't even know why you, you don't even know why this is so I just wear the shoes. Yeah, right, right. It's the legacy. It's the influence right. that Have y'all made saw J-Bone. the Jordan One documentary. Can't wait. You seen it? No, nah, I haven't. On Hulu? Nah, nah, I haven't. But I'm waiting for it. No, it's out. I already seen it. No, uh, I just not don't have the Hulu. thirty for thirty. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. It's oh. a documentary about just the Jordan One. Oh. <laughs> Second favorite Jordan of all time, by the way. It yeah. my. It's starting to be my first one. Cause it's it, I'm a bro. Me and Nov, shouts out to Will Smith. Just got the board elect for Dave Public School. Yeah, for sure. But when we first met and started rapping together, he came to my grandma's house. He had dunks on. I had dunks all on the ground. He said, "Damn, you wear dunks." Yes, sir. I said, "Yeah, I wear dunks too." It's like 07, 08, Nike SBs. Mm. So to Love see them. now, you can't even. Bro, after a while, we had to just stop wearing them because we can. They weren't selling them no more. Shouts out to Willie. We had a plug at Flamingos at the skateboard shop yep. in the mall. <laughs> but they 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 cut they they Nike contract or whatever they had yeah. they account or some shit. Now them shits like five six hundred dollars, bro. Yeah. The old pairs like we used to have, and we used to just we're, take the strings out, wear them like house shoes, <laughs> like on some so Run DMC type shit. Yeah. Right? The SB cushioning, it's like this thick. Yeah. You'll never shit. feel an ankle bone in a or towards a leather piece of, in your life with those shoes. But <laughs> we like talked the, about Hulu and the Jordan thing. What yeah. y'all feeling about Disney Plus? I know you've signed up. Oh yeah, well the wife. <laughs> you know me. I'm, you got kids. You almost got to. Yeah, I wasn't like I I, I wasn't uh, huge. Yeah, we know. I wasn't huge in the cartoons. Like I I watched my Ducktales. I watched my you know stuff after school for an hour until Darkwing Duck until everybody else finished their homework. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. I always said that little kid on Darkwing Duck with the glasses, yeah. he looked like the dream. Killer. I'm down for anything nostalgic. I don't have the Disney Plus app, but I love this nostalgic shit. Yeah. Like old I was, cartoon shows. I was just looking at, like, I'm going to just dig into, like, history and just figuring out how they got there type shit. And we was, we was looking. They did, like, 10 million-plus subscribers in one day. Got to think about that. Think about that. It's 25, 29 million that's a month. That's 10, 10 million <laughs> people signed up. So that's not saying just 10 million people are watching because people are- 10 million people's are, money you're getting a yeah, month. Monthly. It's different people yeah. that have other people's accounts that are watching. So it's 10 more million than million times $10. Yeah, yeah, man. They making money hand but, over fist. And I, I was trying to think about this. 
do I really want this? Do we really want this? Do we want this much access to all the things that we had as a kid? Do we want all that in one place? I, 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 I'm like, sometimes I like it. And yeah, there's yeah. other times I'm like, this that bullshit. ain't for y'all. Yeah, because <laughs> like sometimes what me and my what me and my girl do sometimes we watch people's whole music career from their first video up to their last video on YouTube. Okay, like we'll go from fucking Young Jeezy, uh, So Icy, all the way to G, not like the new album. Yeah, mm-hmm. or we'll go like, bro, we all get a chance, but please do this. Look at old R and B videos and just check these niggas out. Bro. Just look what they be doing. S curls, bro. Just their whole vibe, bro. Yeah. Like. Like the the like look at Casey and JoJo crazy. Mm-hmm. That's the funniest video in the world, <laughs> bro. When you know how drunk they ended up being nowadays, and you look at that video, bro, they are in the rain, drunk as fuck. Yeah. And then only one of them singing. If you pay attention to the old songs, bro, one dude lost his girl, and everybody else helping him sing to get her back. Yeah. But it's it's just perspective in anything, bro. Right, like right. with the with the Disney thing, like the perspective of saying like. You know, the, the the 10 million subscribers times $10. Like, even if 10 million people gave a dollar for that, that's $10, mil, $10 million a month. Right. $10 million Monthly. a month times 10. And you might lose a million in a month, but you're going to gain another million or two to people that's From the 10 million that along, just signed up, they're going to talk the other <laughs> next 5 million into getting it because they, what's this? It's all on my timeline. It's Yeah, because, I mean, you look at it, you got Hulu. I'm sure you got Netflix as well. Yeah. So you about to, now you about to get the Disney Plus. It is Disney Plus. All right. Oh, man, it's only 12 bucks. That's 12 bucks a they month. They cut our cable bill up 10 times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. It's like you're going to have Disney. For, for control. Just 15 for bucks control. for Netflix. It's just going to be like, <laughs> damn. And then you're still paying your 50 bucks for internet. It's like, damn, where does it stop? Because that's why that's why people have the fire stick. Yeah. Because people are just fed up with the bullshit. Like, look, man, it's supposed to be a la carte. I'm supposed to be able to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch exactly. it. Exactly. But y'all are forcing me. Because I want to watch The Watchmen, so people, I got to have the have HBO. People have TiVo their whole life. Yeah. Like, everything in life is like TiVo. Yeah. Like, if you know how people be like, man, I don't like this new this new music. These young niggas don't like this shit. You yeah. don't never have to listen to that again. Ever. If you only want to hear Chuck D, set your <laughs> phone to whatever streaming platform you want, and you don't ever have to hear or see or deal with nothing you don't want to deal with in this world. Bro. Right. But that's bad, though. Very. That's 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 people, that's harmful. People don't learn how to coexist with nothing. Yeah, no more. yeah you can't do that. Interpersonal communications is going to be through. Like people knowing how to interact with one another is going to be. You know, our my kids going to have a hard time teaching their grandkids about that. You know, you that's know a the boy. Because I think about this sometimes. Like, it's so many black people in Dayton that don't be around white people. Facts. Yeah. So when you get around those white people and they be like, you feel me. You you could tell like you should know you can't talk to them like that. Yeah. Being around co- coexisting with white people, different kinds of white people, different age white people, different colored people than white people. Mm-hmm. It, you don't know yourself in those scenarios until you be in those scenarios. Right. Well, shoot, we go through this all the time <clears> at the <throat> station. We call a winner. We tell them where we're located. They, if they live if they live in a certain part of town. They get scared. Like y'all in Kettering? Whoa. Bro, you're not coming like out here scared. to buy drugs. You're coming out here to get a, a prize yeah. you want <laughs> from the radio station. Like, they scared to cross that bridge. They scared to go yeah. through Oakwood. They scared exactly. to go, come to Kettering. Like, man, y'all just can't mail it to me. And all that is a stigma of what you heard somebody say happen to them. Yeah. you ain't never been. Yeah. Most of these niggas never been to the Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's for real. They, they, they're literally running off of what they heard somebody tell them or how somebody else experience went or you feel mm-hmm. me? But you never even some bro, it's so many things that I like when I bought my own studio equipment. Before I did that, I was like, bro, I can't afford that. You didn't even look. Yeah. Once I bought it, I was like, this how this is all this cost? Enlightenment comes from being aware. Until you look in, you think it's too much. Yeah. We live in a place where everything other than what we have going on that's thriving, we look at it like we can't do that. I can't. I don't, I don't do that. Nobody. We don't got. It's twenty about to be twenty nineteen, man. You can do anything. Hell, I mean, with this device right here, YouTube. Everybody has yeah. something on YouTube. You can YouTube anything, mm-hmm. anything, and that's good and bad. It's still nineteen. Me and my homeboy was talking about like. You can remember like the porn tape going through the hood, you know, and it took it, it took like it took like three days, four days for it to swing around to to, to your side of the hood. I think about this: the porn tape going through the hood to now they at school like you didn't fuck her. He's saying yes, I did. Check out what I'm saying. Like now, if, <laughs> if I'm 12, 13 years old and trying to see the porn tape, I can just go see the porn tape. Right, yeah. You, you know can't. Their information terrible. is as as this is a crazy thing. Like you said about certain people with phones. Grown ups are so dumb. They don't. They they phone smarter than them. Yeah, no, for Bro, sure. But these kids, they're not. They don't have that problem. Right. I know this motherfucker can do shit. My mom don't even know it can do. That's mm-hmm. why she keep finding videos of me on Triller and shit on her phone. <laughs> why you keep filling my space up with it? You don't know how to. You don't use it for what you're really supposed to use it for. <laughs> right. You too old. You need a flip phone for real. Give me <laughs> the iPhone for real. <laughs> It's crazy, bro. My daughter's seven years old, bro. She gets straight A's. She had straight A's all year last year. So the shit she knows and, yeah. and thinks. But what I really like about her is, even though she's as smart and advanced as she is, she still act like a kid. Mm-hmm. She still watch kid shit on YouTube. Like she don't just sit there and watch videos all day. Now she will watch rapper shit, like on the rocks. I seen her watching that. I'm like, you watching rappers show their jewelry? <laughs> Damn. Right. You into this in a different little angle than what most kids is watching. They just turning up, trying to act like the person. You yeah. looking at the culture and the art of the game. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. The she show, on. the show, the show is when? November 30th. I'm calling it Black Saturday, day after Black Friday. Um, Got a crazy lineup. Got some dope performers coming through. Uh, Any media that wants to come and cover the event, bro, I really want to start letting all media in my events for free because I feel like, we need that more than patrons. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like I said, Flamborghini and Friends, November 30th, Jimmy's Ladder 11, Brown Street, 936 Brown Street, right across from the laundromat and Taco Bell. And, um, yeah, man, we just having a – we're trying to have a good time as far as competitively putting a lot of dope artists on one lineup and seeing what that drives people to bring out of them. So, yeah. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. How can people grab tickets? Um, We just doing it at the door. We was going to do the Eventbrite thing. But we, we're we basically doing, it's called Lyricist Lounge. This edition is just the Flamborghini and Friends. This is like the first installment of us doing this every month. We're going to start in January with the uh, the constant ones where we're giving different artists interchangeable lineups and putting different artists with each other. I kind of even wanted to do something sometimes where, you know, maybe even we draw artists out of names out of a hat, put people together to collab, and mm. then perform you, your song you did with each other as a contest to see who kind of, I just be thinking of different shit. Yeah. I wanted to do something last year called Summer League where we put people on teams, have a draft. Like a big three of rap. Yeah, and then <laughs> who do you have the best EP? Yeah, that'd be oh. slick. Hell yeah. So, you know, just different ideas that I'd be trying to think of to make things more interesting for the artists and for the fan because I feel like the local music scene, 
if if the fan don't think it's interesting, which is the person that's gonna pay to keep this going, right? We ain't got nothing. Mm. I've always felt like Dayton has the potential to be like a dope underground city of music. If we just embrace the underground. Exactly. We have to embrace the definition of underground. It's not copying off the most pop culture things in right. America right now. I've always wanted to ask you, man, like you you seem to be connected to like the U D area for a long period of time and like that's a revolving <clears throat> door of people in, in my eyes. Yeah. That, you know, come and go out of that area for, Facts. you know, school and stuff. Like yeah. how you're talking about your interaction with, you know, white people and, and knowing how to do that and, and doing that. I remember you had that video. It was like a warehouse. You had a drummer and shit, the skateboard yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, just always had a different kind of, like, like look. But I, I just wondered, how how is it moving in that area? Because really a lot of artists don't move in that area, for real. Before I, I, I did a lot in Columbus, I, I, I had the same questions and issues. But it's like I had to realize that they don't want you to change. They just want you to come. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not about compromising for the for the consumer it's just about making the consumer aware of you yeah. mm. a lot of times you know with me doing things with the band the band was led by the owner of the bike park that we have the backpack giveaways at Shout right out to mike dope but um like i performed in the oregon district i don't know no rappers that performed in the oregon district mm. it's because i'm coming through the circuit in a different way than just being what i am yeah, yeah. i can say that i've done things like i gave away 300 book bags in 30 minutes at a at a place downtown like not it's just you gotta i'm i think ahead of knowing that these people for me to want to work with them they have to know that i already worked with them mm-hmm. so it, really, or yeah. else it's going to yeah. be a nervous thing of what, what are you going to bring are you going to like we had a show at ladder 11 one night and it was it just it got a like it got hood real quick mm-hmm. like there was a lot of black people in there <laughs> and they kind of was like this is the first time i ever saw like bartenders turn into security guards like they just walk from behind the bar and just start walking around the club. So I tell the booking agent, I'm like, yo, I can control these people. He kind of looked at me like, good, because we were scared. You feel me? <laughs> but like, even that, man, you have to know that they think that. Mm-hmm. You can't think that, man, why y'all won't give me this? I ain't going to. Yeah, you look like you are. They don't know that about you, bro. They just ride through the jungle on a safari. They don't really know some lions don't bite you. Yeah, <laughs> and if a lion can bite your head off, I would be safe like them and just don't fuck with them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Business is about risk. Like, if there's any risk, I'm not doing. Tell people where they can follow you at, man. Where they, where's um, the, where, where, where's your most active social media? Right now, it's Instagram. I'm trying to get my Instagram up. My subscribers on YouTube as well. We got the uh the YouTube channel. You can search me on YouTube, Flam Fever. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtubecom backslash TV. Um, you can look me up on Instagram, Flamborghini underscore DYT. You can look me up on Facebook, Flamborghini Gallardo. And I'm on Twitter, but I don't really be on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Snapchat, but I don't really be on Snapchat mm-hmm. other than just promoting the album and sending links out to the music. But yeah, yeah. just Google me. I'm, I'm pretty much the same name on all social media platforms. Just Flam Fever, and I'll pop right up. Dope, dope. Definitely appreciate you falling through, man. Make sure you go check him out. What, Saturday? Black Saturday. Yeah. Black Saturday, man. November, November 30th. 30th. Make sure y'all come check us out. Jimmy's Ladder 11, Flamborghini and Friends, celebrating a successful release of Just My Thoughts. Yeah. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You Can't Make This Up Podcast. We out. Peace.